talkradioinfluence.com. Welcome, 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 welcome back to Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How is everyone doing out there? I hope you're doing grand. I'm doing grand. Listen, man, listen. A lot of great things going on, as always, you know, always a lot of cool stuff happening in the motorcycle world, in the motorcycle industry. Your boy just got back from the AIM Expo in Columbus, Ohio. Shout out to my homegirl, Cinnamon. Shout out to my broski, Adam. Shout out to Andre. Shout out to everybody that put that show on. Um, shout out to my homie, Larry Little from the Motorcycle Industry Council. Um, <laughs> and shout out to everybody that was there. Great time. Um, had a lot of uh, interaction with uh, people that I had seen on Instagram or social media. A lot of handshaking, a lot of uh, just really a solid, solid time. Great event. Flat track racing on Saturday night. Shout out to Johnny Lewis. Shout out to my boy, Kerry Hart, was in the building. Shout out to my homie, Big Bing. Um, just a lot of cool things that were happening. And, you know, hey, I had a grand time. I had a grand time. Wouldn't uh, would, would be remiss if I didn't give propers to uh Eb650, make sure you check him out. Um, it, yo, my, my boy, my boy came through with the 2020 BMW S1000RR. Um, you know, I always say Eb650. It's actually 650Eb. That's my bad. Eb, love you, bro. Um, <laughs> uh, he came through with his 2020 BMW S1000RR for the little area that I was hosting, that I was an ambassador for, which was the alley. Um, and keeping it 1000, BMW was there the manufacturer, but they did not have, they did not have a 2020. So my area, the alley was, had the only 2020 BMW S1000RR in it. Thanks to my boy, E. So much love, much respect. I want to say thank you to my guy, Brock, Brock, uh, at Brock's performance. Uh, he came through with the performance Harleys, custom performance Harleys. I mean, whew, I'm not a, I'm, you know, I'm not a Harley rider, but those bikes were powerful and mean looking. You know, they look like they look like they was about to do the business. So, uh, shout out to you, Brock. Thank you so much for coming through. So, once again, uh, Aim Expo. It was on point, y'all. It was, it was, it was a grand time. Grand time. Your boy had a good time when I was there, and uh, got to see. Always a good time when I get to hang out with my industry friends, and talk shop, and hang out, and have fun. It's one of the one of the many joys of being inside the motorcycle industry. So it was a good look. Moving on, moving on. This weekend, this weekend, MotoGP, MotoGP. Uh, I watch MotoGP on B in Sports. Shout out to my family over at BN Sports. Look, if I can't be at the race, I'm watching the race on BN. So uh, this weekend, Thailand. Whoa, the Thailand GP. Now, right now, you know, I'm I'm excited because first and foremost, let's skip let's skip uh, disciplines real quick. Let's go to World Superbike. Shout out to Johnny Ray. Johnny Ray. It just became the first five-time world superbike champion. That's amazing. So, congrats, congrats, John. Um, 
Yeah, dude. That's major. That's major. I'm talking about five back to back to back to back to back. I think that was five. Congrats, my guy. Speaking of championships, this weekend in Thailand, I personally, look, we'll put it like this. Right now, in the number one spot, Mark Marquez. He's got 300 points. Uh, Dovi. Okay, Dovey's quick. He's right behind him. He's on his heels. He's got 202 points. I I don't see how Marquez does not win the championship this weekend. I don't see how. I mean, there's. I don't think there's anyone close. I think after Dovey is Alex Renz. Uh and I think Alex is. He, he's in the. You know, I think he's in the 180s, 160s. Regarding the points. So I honestly think that, you know, Mark is probably he I'm going to say I think he's going to wrap it up this weekend, wrap up the championship this weekend. We shall see. But that's why we watch the races, because anything can happen. Um, and again, I watch all my stuff on BN Sports. So make sure that you guys check out the race and we'll talk about it next week. Moving on, moving on. I am International Motorcycle Show is coming up. They have released their tour dates for the 2019-2020 tour season. And I just want to give you a rundown. You can go to MotorcycleShows.com. Tell them Black Moses sent you. Um, The show, the tour kicks off in Long Beach, California. And that's a great show. That is a great show. First and foremost, it's Long Beach, California. Shout out to Snoop Dogg. Woo-woo. Um, <laughs> shout out to the homie Snoop. Uh, it, it's a uh, Long Beach, California. That's, that's yeah, Long Beach, LBC. So uh, that is 11-22 through 11-24 right before Thanksgiving, right before Thanksgiving, Long Beach, California, uh, moving on to New York 20. I'm sorry. That's 12, six, 19. I don't know why I'm doing it like that. Look, let's start that over Long Beach, California, November the 22nd to the 24th, New York, December the 6th through the 8th, Dallas, Texas, January the 3rd through the 5th, Washington, DC, January 10th through the 12th, Denver, Colorado, January the 17th to the 19th, Cleveland, Ohio, January the 24th through the 26th, Minneapolis, Minnesota, that's January the 31st through February the 2nd, and then the tour wraps up in Chicago, February the 7th through the 9th. If you're going to be at any of those shows, you never know when Black Moses might pop up. I'm actually going to try to make it out to the LBC this year uh, to Long Beach. Uh, Most likely, always, I'm chilling at New York. Um, It might dip down to the Washington, D.C., but you never know if I might show up. I might show up in Cleveland. I might show up in Chicago. You never know. Holla at your boy. You know what it is. Welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, y'all. Let's ride. My guest this week hails from California. She's a rider, a racer, but I think it's more important that she's a Yamaha enthusiast and loyalist. Please welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, my friend, R6 Anna. Good morning. Good morning. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. I'm super excited to be on the 
the podcast. Yes. Well, you know, you are a, you know, uh, I, I, I tell people we have nothing but the best guest on Life in the Fast Lane with your boy, Mr. Black Moses. And you are helping me to keep that dream alive by being an illustrious, amazing guest. So thank you for spending time with your boy this morning. Now, listen, listen, let's first, first and foremost, I want to ask you about, you know, we, you and I just met face to face in Ohio at the AIM Expo. Shout out to the AIM Expo. Uh, good time had by all. Uh, you were there with your people, Lexan, and your people from the Yamaha Champion Riding School, correct? Yes, I was. Good, good. And you and I had an opportunity to meet face to face after being uh, Instagram buddies, uh, following each other on Instagram for a little bit. Um, you know, I I said this to you about your presence about it's I use the word intimidating but now that I've had an opportunity to think about it and process intimidating isn't the word you're confident and I think your confidence is you know what it was a pleasant surprise for your level of confidence and you're not conceited you're convinced that's the difference do you know what I'm saying do you know what I mean Yeah, I I know I'm a passionate person. You know, when I believe in something, I stand up for it and I speak my mind. Um, I never want to come off as intimidating or scary or, you know, however, but um, I am convicted. You're right. When I believe in something, I I speak on it. You know what you know, damn it. And you want everybody else (laughs) to know what you know, because trust me, believe you and me. I was like, damn, she believes it. And it was great. It was very in our industry. You get a lot of people who are kind of, I'm going to say, riding the fence. You don't ride the fence. You are 10 toes down on where you are. And that's dope. Okay. That's very refreshing. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. So props to you. But now, wait a second, though, because I we had a great conversation. And I love the fact that I think that we're going to have plenty of great conversations in the years to come. You're a solid individual. I dig you. Well, I mean, I feel the same about you. You know, you truly are a wealth of knowledge in this industry. You know, like you said, we followed each other on Instagram for a long time. And I've just, you know, watched what you've done with the magazine and with your IG and just the things that you talk about. You know, you go all in into the industry also. And like I said, you're just a wealth of knowledge. I felt like by osmosis or something, I was just getting smarter being around you and understanding this industry. So it's truly an honor to to know you and to be able to brainstorm with you because we both clearly really care about the motorcycle life. If I were two shades lighter, I would be blushing. Um, <laughs> You're going to let that marinate for a second. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. (laughs) But listen, listen, I gave you a homework assignment. And I did. So the question is, before I say what that assignment was, what I before I let the listeners of Life in the Fast Lane hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses, before I let them know what that assignment was, were you able to watch what you were asked to watch i was i watched it immediately so on the plane ride home from ohio i had downloaded the movie and i watched it on the plane why don't you tell the good people what what your homework assignment was uh my homework assignment was to watch the movie biker boys Mm -hmm. um because mr black moses and i were talking about um you know different communities within the motorcycle community 
because even though we all ride too, we all do it in a very different way. And not that I didn't have an understanding of um, like bike clubs and that sort of community. I've just never really been entrenched in it. So that movie was a really good representation of the community side of the motorcycle life. Um, Because, of course, my background is mostly in track and racing and going fast. Um, I myself haven't really gotten into the motorcycle clubs. And it it was a great learning experience for me. You So wait, so you actually learned something? Oh, definitely. I mean, there's a... A different understanding, because, of course, for me, like I said, my background comes from riding the bike and learning all about the bike. And really, the movie shows like the way that the bikes actually bring a lot of people together. It's not so much about the motorcycles, which, of course, it is, but it's mostly about the community and the relationships. You just said the key word community. And that is what I because the discussion that you and I were having were it, it it revolved around individuals we're one i've i've always been i've been saying recently more and more recently that we're one big tribe and we speak different dialects based on where we're located but we're the same right. tribe and there's some more mature people in our tribe that do more mature things and there's some more immature members of our tribe who do sometimes a lot of times annoying and immature things. And so you and I, where we are in our level of experience, you know, it's very easy. I get annoyed very easily. I get annoyed very easily, but I've also learned that, you know, my throttle works and I can ride away from the bullshit. Um, but a lot of people are engulfed in this. I'm going to use the word fuckery. Um, <laughs> and they feel like that's it's the that's what it's about. I, I asked you to watch Biker Boys because it's as as well-rounded as you are. I always think there's an opportunity to add a layer, a layer. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. you know, that's what I really love about motorcycles in general is, I mean, that challenge of person you know and it it, you grow in a lot of ways because of course the community you grow as yourself as a person through interacting and building those relationships and then learning how to ride the bike you can see how you grow um with your skill set so i mean that that's really what i love about motorcycles is that ability to just grow as an individual and become the best version of yourself that you can and that's what i feel motorcycles have done for me it has made me a better person and I will continue to try to be a better person through motorcycles. You know what? You know, that's you're absolutely spot on again, not conceited, just convinced. And I love that, but let's back it up a little bit. Let's back it up. Let's talk about a little bit about your riding history. When did you become a rider? You there? Did you, oh, put me sorry on mute? you yeah. had me on sorry mute? Did you hit the mute button? I did. You know what? Because I have my I have my tiny human with me and as he's making demands and crying in the background, I'm happy to kind of shoot it. No problem. But sorry about that. No problem. No problem. We keeps it real. We keeps it real. Um when did you become a human? I'm sorry, when did you become a human? <laughs> when did you become a rider? Never. I'm a unicorn. I'm not, not a human. I can dig it. I can dig it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, rider. When did you become a rider? 
Uh, well, it actually happened for me kind of on a whim. I was back in 2013, I was married to a Marine okay. and I was going through nursing school and I was putting a lot of miles on my car. I mean, it was 120 miles round trip every day going back and forth to school. And a friend of mine did the M1 class on the Marine Corps base because it's offered for free for a dependence. And it was kind of like one of those like competitive, challenging things where it's like, well, if she can do it, then I can do it. Um, so I just decided one day I'm going to get a bike. So I went mm. and bought a bike and I took the M1 school and the rest was just kind of history from there. Now, you and I, you know, in our conversations, I, I got to learn a little bit about your first bike uh, and whom you affectionately refer to as the bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what what was it? What was your first bike? Um, it was a Kawasaki 636 Ninja. Um, okay. It was a great starter bike um, because it had a lot of mechanical issues. So mm. it almost rode like it had a governor because I would have to shift really, really early. And it got like a top speed of maybe 80 miles going downhill. Um, wait, wait, so this was this was it, a this was a this was a 636. Yeah. Some, what there year? Was some sort of mechanical issue with it. I never ended up finding out what it was. I dumped about four thousand dollars into it trying to solve the problem and okay. no mechanic could seem to figure it out. The gremlins, so, gremlins uh, happen, you know? Yeah. So it was really good for me to start on because it kind of restricted my stupid level. Uh, you know, I wasn't <laughs> able to go really fast or, you know, I had to be a little bit more careful because it did have problems. Okay. Um, I called it the bitch though, because like I said, after dropping tons of money into it, I ended up selling it to somebody and it went through, I don't know, four or five different owners and eventually ended up getting impounded. And because I was the last registered owner, they contacted me to come get it out of impound. So it's like as, as hard as I wanted to get rid of that bike, I just couldn't seem to do it. It just kept coming back to me. That's hilarious. That that is just the you know, as, as I said, you know, the, the bitch came back. So um, what what was that like, though, to, you know. Well, it's not so much. You said that you received a letter and you had to go and get the bike. What were you, you? You sold her, though. So what did you get in once you sold the bitch? What did you what was next? Um, so, you know, I'm a I'm a nerd at heart. I'm a research gal. And so, you know, I researched a lot of different bikes and um, landed on uh, a Yamaha R6. So just like thinking about you know, the longevity of the bike and the power bands and different things like that. I had settled on a Yamaha and I ended up getting one, finding a killer deal on an 04 R6 um, that was listed for $4,000. And I ended up picking it up for about 1800 bucks. Wait, stop, so stop, pause, pause, pause. <laughs> okay. So you, you, you said it was, wait, what? It was an R6. What year? 04. 04 R6. And the asking price was how much? Four thousand. You got it for how much? Eighteen hundred. See, that's that. What now? See, that is. I would gather the, your presence that we were talking about. Your, I'm going to say intimidating <laughs> factor. <laughs> okay, that was that's, and you're, you obviously have great negotiation skills. But how did you pull that off? Um, powers of persuasion, I guess. Um, okay. You know, when you, I hate to say it, not that I was taking advantage of an, a writer that maybe hadn't done all his research, but because I had done all the research, 
you know, I was able to go in there and say, oh, you know, I'm going to have to replace this. And, oh, this is broken. And, oh, that doesn't look good. And kind of just bring down the price to the point that he felt he was getting a good deal, too, because he, he kind of <laughs> thought that he was stuck with a lemon when really it wasn't a big deal at all. But, you know. I might have persuasion and negotiation skills, I suppose. I might need to hire you as a consultant the next time (laughs) I go and purchase not just a bike, but any vehicle. I might have to have R6 Anna come hang out with me to uh, make sure I get the best bang for the buck. Um, What else is in the stable right now? Um, I have a 2017 R6. I have a 2015 R3 that is my race bike. And then I have a 2015 Grom, which is my little pit bike monster thing. I like it. What um, you mentioned race bike. Can we can we talk about your racing? Can we talk about your track life? Of course. How did that start? How did you get into riding on track? Well, so. Like I said, I have a tiny human. I have a three-year-old right now. And I actually, you know, I was a commuter for years and years and years um, for nursing school. And that's what I used my 04 R6 for. And then when I got pregnant and had him, I became terrified. I didn't want to ride on the highways out of fear. Like, what if I went down? You know, you you start to have this awareness like, oh, my gosh, this, this is actually dangerous and I need to be careful. So I actually stepped away from riding for about a year and a half until a friend of mine invited me to an all-female track day at Streets of I was kind of like, you know what, like track would be a great way for me to like just start getting back into riding because I loved it. It was my life, but I had a very real fear. So um, I went to the track day. It was um, Reg Pridmore's class rides. They did an all-female track day and it really reinstilled my love for the sport and it took out that fear factor of you know cars and debris what if I go down you know and it really got me back into it and it just started the spiral I I loved it so much that I went to the next one and then I went to the next the next one and then before I know it I was doing five or six in a month um wow and yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That's I mean. That's okay. That's passion. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you're doing track like every weekend. You're doing track every weekend. Um, what and were you using your R6 at that point, or did you go and get another track specific bike? I I had bought. Um, okay. So another disclaimer. I was. I actually almost went into the cruiser world because when I decided to get back into riding, I was like, okay, I need a new bike. My 04, you know, I put a lot of miles on it. Um, So I tried out a cruiser and I dumped the thing on the test ride. I couldn't figure out where to get my feet. So I came. (laughs) It's not funny. I'm sorry. (laughs) And then that was the same time that they were coming out with the new body style of the R6. And when I saw that one, I was like, Oh my God, so in love, I need it. So even though I wasn't, Mm. this was during the time that I wasn't riding, I needed it. You know, I was trying to find a way to get back in. Um, and then they came out with this new R6 and it's like, okay, I gotta get it. So I started with my R6 at the track. Um, I would say that it probably wasn't a great idea because even though, you know, the R6 is a great bike. My skills at the time weren't where they needed to be to have such a large bike on the track. And I ended up being just terrible. Like I would go 50 miles an hour down the straightaway because I was terrified about what was going to happen at that next turn, wow. um, which is what led me into the R3. You know, everybody gave that advice about, you know, going down into a smaller 
um, bike when you're starting a track. And I mean, that's truly the best advice that I'd ever received because I absolutely love my R3 at the track. Wow. What, um, you know, what, when did you meet the team? Well, first and foremost, the Yamaha thing. Are you, is that, is that, that's the brand, right? That is your, that is you, that is who you rock with. You are <laughs> a, obviously a brand loyalist. Is there a particular reason that Yamaha is, you know, that you resonate with Yamaha? Yeah. I mean, for me as a female, when I rode the Ninja, I used to feel like I was, I couldn't control it. It was too top heavy for me. Um, it was a wider bike. So I just, I always felt like I was never quite able to control it. Um, and then, so as soon as I got onto my R6, I couldn't believe it. It was more narrow. It felt a lot lighter and it just handled so well. You know, the, the Yamaha is, they just, there's this that they come with and everything that they come with stock is just really solid. I mean, and I like that their power band is more of like a mid to high range, you know, mm-hmm. so it's not quite as torquey. And for whatever reason, I just always felt more comfortable and confident on a Yamaha. So now I am extremely brand loyal. You won't see me buying anything else. I mean, it's my Grom. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Have you uh, talked with anybody over at Yamaha Corporate? No, I mean, just through Instagram. I know that a couple of times they've like reposted my pictures and things like that, but I'm going to do you a solid. I'm going to do you a solid. My dear friend, Marcus D. Michael, who he's a dear friend. Um, and he is, you know, cause they just moved offices over to from California. They're now in Georgia. Um, Mm -hmm. but Marcus is my guy and I won't, he's, he's been on the show before. And I won't get into what his position is right now, but I'm going to make sure I feel as though you need to know Marcus and Marcus needs to know you. So that's what Black Moses does. He gets people that need to know each other introduced. So I'm going to do you a solid. I'm going to send an email to make sure that you guys and and Marcus listens to the show. So, Marcus, you should be hollering at this young lady right here. So (laughs) we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. Moving on. I want to talk about you and the Yamaha champion riding school. Now, obviously it makes sense because that school is, and I've taken the school. It's a phenomenal, phenomenal educational experience. Um, It's, you know, it's, I, I was very excited about when I was going, when I went there, uh, I was excited about the day. I was excited about my progress. Uh, Everything about the way Nick teaches in the way that Chris teaches it's a very it makes sense and when you can break things down it, you know it's it's just I you know it words it, listen if y'all have not taken and we're going to have Nick on the show soon as well if you have not taken or gone to the Yamaha champion riding school you might want to do yourself a solid it's black Moses approved you need to go and get busy with the homies your relationship with Yamaha champion riding school let's talk about that how did it begin? Uh, well, like I said, the school itself, I mean, the reputation is it every time, right? Everybody knows about the Yamaha school and there, there's a purpose for that because it works and it's a great, great school. Um, so they don't come to SoCal very often. So when I took the schools, when they came and I was like, okay, like I need to go because I almost felt like I was capping out in a way, like I I was having issues with my bike. I was having issues with my suit. I was starting to get in my head too much. And so I was like, you know what, like, I'm just, I'm going to go to the school. Everybody talks about how great this school is and 
to change their writing. I was like, I'm going to just try it. And they were coming to SoCal. So I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm investing in myself. I'm going to spend the money. I'm going to go. So it was definitely one of the best decisions I've, I've made. Um, they, they, like you said, the teaching is, it's hard to explain because for me, I felt like I was learning so much without even realizing that I was learning it. You know, a lot of the drills that they do, it was more like a challenge for me. Like I said, I love the challenge and very competitive um, and their drills and their, the, the coaching that they give really ends with that. So you, you're learning how to go much faster, much safer without even realizing that you're doing it. Um, and so, like I said, my takeaway was I went there kind of struggling, feeling like I was capping out. And then when I went back um, to the track that I race at that next weekend, I mean, I dropped, I think at that time I had dropped like six seconds off my personal best. And then um, when I had gone back to again, the next time I dropped 14 seconds off my personal best. So, and it's just continued to come down. And I constantly have Nick's voice in my head, you know, <laughs> when I'm out there, you're going to accelerate with the intent of breaking and you know what I mean? into the corners and things like that. I, I mean, I literally hear his voice in my head every time I'm on the track. Wow. Yeah. It's really like, I mean, trust me, trust me. It, 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 if you're listening, you got to reach out to the guys, to the team, um, it's, it's really when you, you said it best, when you're learning without realizing you're learning, it's just, it's more natural. You know, it's just things start making mm-hmm. sense and you're just kind of like, Oh, well, that's why that does that. Oh, well, if I load the brake, then it won't do that. And I, if that allows me to do bop, 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 everything starts coming together. Um, and then it also translates very easily to street riding. So, and that, and that's what I was blown away by the techniques that were put into real world application from the track to the streets. It's, it's great. It's just a great school. Everybody go check those guys out. Uh, It's great. What's the website? Do you know the website offhand? For Yamaha champion. I think it's just Yamaha champion school or champion writing school. Y'all Google it. Everybody Google it. Their IG is champ school. There you go. And they have their, their link there in their bio. Uh, you know, I love it. Are you racing right now? Are you actively racing? Well, the season just started. So I'm racing CVMA this season, which is out at Chukwala. And they're, they started their round um, the weekend that we were at AIM. So okay. I missed round one. Uh, round two will be this month in October in a few weeks. And yes, my intention is to catch every round after. That. And hopefully I can branch out a little bit and do some where I race or some ATHEM races. Um, really, at this point, I'm just trying to get as many races as I can for the experience. And, you know, sky's the limit. I'm trying to, to make that, that impact in the racing community for sure. I dig it. Um, I think that you are, you know, you're, I think that your personality and your passion and your experience and your vision for things, I think that you're going to, you're making a mark you're making a mark and you're going to continue to have the things that need, you, that need to be attracted to you in the industry. I think that those things are going to start to gravitate towards you. I might look black Moses might know a thing or two about gravitational pull. So I'm saying that I think that your personality, how you are and you're, I mean, like I don't want to use, I don't want to keep saying like you're serious, um, but it's really impressive to be in your presence, to hear you and see you talk and how you, how you exist. It's a very cool thing. There's, it's a rarity in our industry. So, you know, 
you are Black Moses approved. Um, <laughs> I want to talk about social media real quick. I know you've been, you know, it's you're you're very active on social media. You have a lot, a lot, a lot of followers on Instagram. What are your thoughts on the term influencer, brand ambassador? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, gosh. Well, it, I mean, that, is that a whole other show? Is that a whole other show? <laughs> it might be right. Um, Gosh, you know, it's just really something that sort of evolved on its own. And so it's like when people ask me, like, oh, how long you've been modeling or like, you know, they think like, oh, you're IG famous. And I'm just like, wow, you know, I don't I don't see myself that way at all. I'm not one to to count like, oh, how many followers are in my ad or, you know, celebrating every time I hit like a certain milestone, because to me, it's not about that. Um, I definitely use it very intentionally as a platform to reach other riders and to show that, yes, I can be a pretty girl. And yes, I do ride my own bike. But at the end of the day, I am always a rider first and I'm all about building the community and supporting riders. So that's really what I use my Instagram for. I don't really use it as like, um, like, oh, I'm, I'm special. I'm IG famous to me. It's about, like you said, it's like leaving it a legacy and an impact um, and trying to reach riders and just instill that community of support and encouragement um, and just love of the sport. So for me, that's all the social media is. It's intentional. It's purposeful. Um, and I use you create a legacy, truly. Now, you know, and I, I can appreciate that answer. But we, when I have you back on the show, because you're coming back, when I have you back on the show, we're going to talk more about social media and you know how how we are presented in media okay but that's just another show it's yeah. it's you that's know what i mean because there's a lot there's a lot to talk about there and there's a lot of ground to cover but your answer to that question is very great because that's what it should be about and it's dope that that is your approach but there's a lot of people out there who just don't get it and they use that the term IG famous is, you know, they're out for the likes and not for the life. And they're, oh, that's deep. I just said that they're out for the likes. You like that one? <laughs> they're out for the likes, not the life. Um, but that's, you know, we digress. We digress. Listen, listen. Every episode, first and foremost, thank you for your time. Really appreciate you. Um you're rad. That's right. I'm bringing rad back into my everyday vocabulary. I'm going to find every conversation I have with somebody. I'm trying to throw the word rad in there. So you're a rad individual. Um, <laughs> and this, this has been a rad conversation. Um, every episode before I let my guests go, we do something that we call the Super Poll. Now, the Super Poll. Are you familiar with the Super Poll? No, I okay, wish I here we go. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so Super Bowl, I ask you three questions, okay? And it's about your rapid response, your rapid oh. truth. Just answer your, your truth from the gut. There are no wrong answers. It's just a nice, nice way to get to know you a little bit better. Are you ready? R6 Anna, are you ready for the Super Bowl? All right. <laughs> Question number one Tupac? Or Biggie? Oh, God. Two. Tupac, for sure. Okay. Any particular reason? You know, again, I loved his legacy. You know, he was all about trying to 
impact. I think one of my favorite quotes he said was, um, he may not be the smartest man in the world, but he will spark the mind of the smartest man that will change yes. the world or something yes. like that. Yes. And I love that. That's always stuck with me because that's my goal. I'm not trying to change the world. I just want to spark that mind. Impact. Legacy. Yeah. Great answer. Great answer. Okay, moving on. Question number two. You ready? I'm ready. You watched Spiker Boys. I did. Were you team kid or were you team smoke? Oh, kid. All the way. All the way. Okay. Any particular reason? He was a little asshole, though. Don't you can't front. He was a little jerk, right? I mean, he had his reasons and all, but he was kind of a big. I've been known to be a little bit of an asshole to you. Um, I think you probably thought that when the first conversation we had, you probably thought I was a little bit of a kid and an asshole to you. Wait, wait, I did tell you. I was like, you got a bad attitude. (laughs) Right. And and then on the other side of that, you see that it's just passion. And I think that that's what he Okay, wait. was fighting back against tradition and the way that he believed it needed to happen. So, right. yeah, he can be an asshole because he's passionate about what he believes. And when you go against the grain, that's what happens. Facts. Facts. As soon as I said you have a bad attitude, I immediately regretted it because the way you looked at me, <laughs> I was like, oh, I should I have tears coming out of my eyes. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, this lady going to kill my ass. <laughs> Ohio, I'm not supposed to die in Ohio. I immediately yeah, regretted it. Yeah, I left my katana at home. Oh my god, that was a very intense moment. But okay, moving wow. moving on. Final question. Final question. Super Pole section. Life in the fast lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mister Black Moses. If you could take a ride with anybody alive, no longer with us. Uh, mythical, biblical, fictional, non-fictional, whoever. Who would you ride with? Where would you ride? What would you be riding? Oh, gosh. I mean, the, the racer fan in me, of course, is Valentino Rossi, just because, I mean, he is the icon that I work towards. Um, so, gosh, I mean, I hate to be cliche and do it, but I'm definitely going to say Vale Yellow. Valentino Rossi, we would be riding our Yamahas or his dirt track or wherever. I don't care where we were. If I could meet Valentino, of course, that would be like a dream come true. You know, I don't fan out on too many people, but I think I would probably faint if I ever met him. So I got to bail. That's a that's a solid answer. And I might be able to do you another solid with that one to uh, help help that uh, that dream possibly possibly become a reality. I might be able to help you out with that. Listen. Oh, Yes. <laughs> Listen, it's been You're Santa Claus over here. I fucking love it. Yeah, well, you know, I you know, Santa Claus, Black Moses, Shaft, all wrapped up into one. It's what I do. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> I want to say thank you to you. Um again, you're just you're just a rad individual and I'm so glad that we actually had a chance to have a face to face and get to know each other and you know, as, as we as our friendship grows, you know, I think that I think that you're you're a weapon, my dear friend. You are a you're an asset. You're a weapon. Um, you're a dope individual. So thank you for spending some time uh, with me this morning. And um, yeah, yeah. Good shit. Yeah, pleasure all mine. Thank you so, so much. Um, like I said, I, I was just brainstorming with you. Like I said, I always just get such a great energy just being in your presence. So it's an honor. And I'm, I'm so glad, so glad that we met. Before. We connected. 
Ditto. Before we before I let you go, anybody you want to say thank you to anybody you want to give a shout out to and definitely make sure I want you to give out your social media platform so people can uh, follow you and support your efforts. Oh, gosh. You know, I have such great supporters. And I mean, uh, along with my IG following, I have such a great following. You know, they're super supportive of everything that I do. But I also have some really great sponsors, uh, particularly my race sponsor, Motor Helmets. They have been such a huge encouragement to me. They believe in me. um, And I really couldn't do my racing without them. So, you know, Motor Helmets, um, definitely huge. Yamaha Champion School, of course, all the guys over there, Keith, Nick, and and Chris, they they also have been such a huge support system to me. I mean, there's times when I would get totally bummed out and I would message Nick and he would just shoot me a text back and, you know, give me some little encouragement. So thank you, of course, to everybody that supports me. Uh, I wish I could thank them all individually. But, of course, thank you to you, too, nah. Black Moses, because nah. you... I, I, I truly can't speak higher of you. You're you're super amazing. You do so much for the industry and it's it's an honor. Oh, I appreciate that. Like I said, two shades lighter. Two shades lighter. I'd be blushing. <laughs> um where can we follow you on social media? So my Instagram is at R6 underscore Anna A N A. So check me out there for sure. Awesome. R6 Anna. Thank you. We'll be talking soon, okay? All righty. Thank you so much. Have a great day. I appreciate day. you. Bye-bye. Well, that's our show for this week. I want to give a special shout-out to the super rad human being, R6 Anna. Thank you, homie. I appreciate you. Listen, listen, man. Please follow the show on Instagram at Life in the Fast Lane Official, on Twitter at L-I-T-F-L Official, and on Facebook at Life in the Fast Lane Podcast. As always, please hit that like, hit that share, make sure you subscribe. We'll be right back here next Friday with an all new episode of Life in the Fast Lane hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I'm gone. I'm Jerry Petock, CEO of Radio Influence. I just wanted to take a quick moment to say thank you for downloading and subscribing to this podcast. There are a lot of people behind the scenes here at Radio Influence that work hard to keep you entertained day in and day out. If you'd like to get involved and advertise on this program, or you have some show ideas that you'd like to see us add to the Radio Influence family, please email us at contact at radioinfluence.com. We all have crazy schedules, so the fact that you took time out of your busy day to let us entertain you for a while means a lot. Without you, the listeners, we wouldn't exist. So thank you again for downloading and subscribing to this show. Don't forget to check out RadioInfluence.com to see what other shows we also have to offer. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and of course, RadioInfluence.com.